0: Good morning. Thank you for having me here this morning. I loved our uh, gospel reading this morning from Mark, the last part of that chapter, where it says, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve which is what my subject is about this morning. Because the people of St. David's give their time, talent, and treasure to St. David's, we are able as a church to further God's kingdom in so many ways. And why are we able to do that? Because we aren't just this building that we happen to inhabit. As Peggy Powell said so nicely in her letter, her first stewardship letter that we received, It's really about being a family that happens to worship within these four walls uh, because we're all related by God and Christ, and St. David's has been my family for, although not all of you have known me this long, but St. David's has been my family for more than 25 years. I first came to work for Father Jose back in 1991, although I'd known him for a long time, but I actually came to work here originally in 1991. So in the first sermon in this series, Deacon Diane talked to us about Christian responsibility and giving as an act of worship. God cares about our giving, not about raising money, as Father Jose just said. It's about raising up a faithful people, because everything we do and everything we have is ultimately God's and not ours. I loved uh, Deacon Diane's testimony about her giving to the Lord. She says that every week she writes, I don't know if you were here to hear her sermon, but every every week she writes her check and she personally has to put it in the offering plate because it's important for her to see that offering plate with her offering in it, being raised up to the Lord at the offertory time, lifted up to the glory of God, along with the other offerings from the church family of St. David's. So that's what's really meaningful for Deacon Diane. But what's really meaningful for me is that I, I have a discipline, I have made it a discipline, which is important for me, to sit down every Saturday... To pull out my little offering envelope, to pull out my checkbook, and to write my check for what I've pledged to St. David's, and to bring it here each week. Now, there are some times when I'm not here. I might be on vacation or out of, and not able to be here on a Sunday. But one of the things that God has taught me over the years of having been in Christian ministry for about 25 years is that the business of the church and the expenses of the church continue on 365 days a year. The church doesn't get to take a vacation. So if I'm not here, I still sit down, I still pull up my envelope, I write my check, and I put it in the mail. So it's my acknowledgment that it still goes on, and just because I happen to not be able to be here, I want to make sure that... I do my little part along with the rest of the family of St. David's to keep, to support the ministry on a regular basis. We also have talked about in the last couple of weeks that stewardship is not about a church budget, although the vestry does make a budget and it's important to have a guideline having been in church finance for a long time, it's important to have an idea about what you think the Lord wants you to do and to put a couple of dollars to it in different categories. It's a guideline. It's not a requirement. So it's not about the budget. Our giving to God's important. It's a gift. It's a discipline. It's an act of worship. And it's also about spiritual maturity. Last week, Alex Fallow preached, and he asked us to consider how our giving impacts the ministry of the local church. When we give it, it is, it's a sign that we receive, because giving to the Lord is a relational thing. He gives to us, and we give back in thanksgiving in return. Because the church, in its relational part, is—it's it's this is a point. This is our point of living. Every Sunday we come together as a people because this is how we get energized and charged to go back out into the world and to serve during the week. It's where we gather. And we are broader as a church than the people who sit within these four walls. We do serve our community, which is our greater church, and we build more relationships that way. Um, And then we also serve, we also have people who are connected to our church who serve in various different places, other countries, other parts of the, of the world. I want to talk this morning about stewardship and the mission field. Stewardship is a partnership in the gospel that bears fruit worldwide. I'm going to read to you from Philippians. I didn't know that it was so dark in here in the morning. It's hard, it's hard for my old eyes to see. In the first chapter of Philippians, it says... I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. When we support people who are in the mission field, we are partnering in the gospel. I'm, I've been on sh- doing short-term mission for about 30 years to all different parts of the world and Jose and I have been to four or five of those places together over the course of time. And it isn't about getting to go on a trip. It's about partnering and taking the gospel to a place that's asking for it or doesn't even know that it exists. And the only way that people who are serving Christ across the world get a chance to do that is if they have other people partnering with them to do that. So as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, the plan for our 2016 budget is that it's not going to operationally be any different than our 2015 budget. No increases for salaries or for fixed expenses, but any increase in giving and pledging that we do receive in 2016 will go to support the missionaries and the outreach programs of St. David's. We have a number of missionaries that we pray for every week in our prayers that are in the back of your bulletin. Uh, And we have in the past been able to financially support many of them. Uh, During the transition these last couple of years, that hasn't been quite as easy. But the desire of our hearts now is to be able to give a little more generously to people who are doing God's work, our partners with us doing God's work in the world both locally and overseas. There's a, I'm going to give you a little sample formula so that you can understand uh, as I talk about our different missionaries, is that God gave his only son to us. We received grace and forgiveness from him. We now give to the Lord so that someone else can receive. God gave, you received, you give, another receives. That's what the partnership of the gospel is. Your gift to St. David's can go a long way, way beyond these walls. Because you are faithful in giving, we're able to have a great staff. I loved what Alex Fallow did last week, if you heard him, which was run through this long laundry list of the many things that are on the plate of Father Jose and Janet, during a week. And because I've worked in this area of ministry for a long time, I can tell you that's just the beginning. That's just the bare outline of what happens every day. You never know what's going to happen every day because the needs of people who are hurting take top priority over making sure the checkbook is balanced or that a check got wrote, written or that we make sure that the readings are the right thing for Sunday. All of that really takes a back seat to the ministry of people. But we offer wonderful programs here that serve us. We offer opportunities for the community to come and be part of us. But because of generosity, we want to be able to be a giving church beyond the walls, a church that has the resources to reach out to others in our community and abroad, So much of who God has called us to be is our ability to serve. We've been under the leadership of the same rector for a number of years, and he has been raising up leaders, discipling the people of St. David's to be able to effectively change the world in our homes, in our workplaces, in the community, and in many cases across the world. So I want to introduce you to some of the people that we have supported in the past. And they are people that we would like to either continue to support or provide support maybe for a little more in the future. The first one is Anna Reed. Some of you may know who Anna Reed is. She felt a call to missions many years ago. And she vowed one day that she really wanted to become a missionary. And when she was facing an empty nest... Some of you may have faced that empty nest already. She was facing an empty nest and trying to figure out what she was going to do next in her life that would be meaningful and might make a difference in the life of others. It was then that her daughter looked her in the eyes and said, you know, Mom, you have wanted to be a missionary all your life. Why not now? So Anna is a missionary with SAMS, which is the Society for Anglican Missionaries and Senders based out of Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh ambridge pennsylvania where wick and pam stevens are uh it's a wonderful missionary they do missionary agency they do a a wonderfully effective job of sending people of preparing sending people overseas and caring for them while they are there and after they return home so anna's in good hands there um so how did anna get on saint david's radar Father Jose met Anna at a new wineskins conference, which is a once-every-three-year conference of Anglican missionaries across the world. And he ran into her at this this missions agency, learned of her desire to be in the mission field. And he connected her with Mike and Kim Miller, who were serving in Honduras. So she worked with them at the orphanage for a few years, and now she's working for the bishop of Honduras, Bishop Allen. She works in the parish San Fernando Rey, she assists the priests on many different fronts, leads alphas, coordinates all the visiting short-term mission teams that come to the diocese, and she is um, on fire for the Lord. So God gave, you received, when you give, Anna will receive and be able to continue her ministry in Honduras. Most of you know John and Jana Ziegler, who have been here in this church since maybe early 2014. Uh, they were completing their seminary work at Fuller, and they were both being mentored by Father Jose here at St. David's. So you might have seen them serving on a Sunday. Um, they have now left us because they have all along had a plan to plant a church. Their church's name is Gold Line Church because it's located by the Gold Line in uh, Highland Park, which is in northeast uh, Los Angeles. And we'd really like to be able to invest in their future. They had their kickoff service two weeks ago. I know Primi was there. Uh, Many other people from this church were there. They had a big, their big uh, function yesterday in the park. Did anybody, did you guys, yeah. Uh, A big, uh, just trying to introduce themselves continually to the neighborhood. They live there. They're getting to know the neighbors and the people who run the businesses. And it's about going directly to the people and serving them and helping them with their needs, etc. So God gave, you received. When you give, we can help John, Jana, and their two little girls and the people of Goldline Church move and grow and make a difference in this world as they raise up. Disciples for Christ in their church. Bryson and Deborah Sambogia are the directors of African Ministries with the missions agency Global Teams. They're currently working with the locals in the southern coast of Kenya. Bryson and Deborah desire to reach an unreached un- people group with the word of God and to train other Kenyans to do the same. Kenya is kind of a hot spot if, you're, if you follow any of the what's happening in the world. Kenya is on the verge of being taken over by uh, people who are unfriendly to Christianity. Did I say that in a nice way? Um, So, how did Bryson and Deborah get on our radar? This couple from Kenya who live in Kenya. Well, they when they were here studying at Fuller, they were serving at or they were attending St. Luke's of the Mountains in La Crescenta, and. Many of us in the diocese, our former diocese, got to know them back then. And Bryson was ordained in the Anglican Church of Kenya and in 2002 before they came here. And then when they left in 2007, they went with the blessing of St. David's and St. James and All Saints and St. Saint Luke's of the Mountains to go back to their home country and be missionaries there. So, God gave, you received. When you give, you'll help Father Bryson and Deborah continue their ministry in Kenya. Okay, how many of you know Wes and Julie Watley? Most of you have at least met them. And they're four boys. I had to have Jose remind me of their names because I get them so confused. They have Simon, Jacob, Peter, and Caleb. If you'd asked me to tell you who was who, even though I've known them for 25 years, I don't think I could pick out who was who. Um, They were members of Covenant Players for many years, and they attended St. David's for many, many years. As a matter of fact, before Weston and Julie even had kids, they used to live with, with Shirley Christie in her home. She had a big home and a lot of room, and there they were. Um... Wes was, uh, on the worship team at the later service too. He played guitar. It's got a great voice. So does Julie, by the way. Um, they heard from the Lord a couple of years ago to go to Europe to serve. And it, it's been quite a tri- quite a pro- progressive trip for them. They, uh, originally had to move to Germany for some training with the agency that they're working with. They, Their ultimate goal is to be in Spain. Now, Wes and the boys, three of the boys, are actually in Barcelona until just recently. They're now in the whole uh, visa issue in Spain is much different than many other places. So they are actually in London now on their way to Miami because they have to apply officially for their Spain visa in the United States so they have to come to Miami go to the consulate there take care of it and then go back it's otherwise you're not allowed to stay for very long the Spaniards have a very strict uh, visa program so we're excited about what they have to do they haven't really quite gotten too far into the to the work that they have wanted to do because of all of these issues, but they're on the cusp of making a difference for the Lord there. God gave you received when you give. West Julie, Simon, Jacob, Peter, and Caleb will receive, and their ministry in Spain will grow. Many of you know Father Lee Mullins. He was ordained here at St. David's. Father Jose was once again his mentor for a few years. He's now serving in Thailand with his wife. He's officially, I understand, a missionary of the Diocese of Western Anglicans, our diocese, but our desire is to support his ministry also. The Diocese of Western Anglicans is a partner with the Diocese of Singapore in mission to the Anglican Deanery of Thailand, which is where he's serving. So there's exciting, he's been over there for a couple of years now, I think, and um, working hard, and he needs home churches like this to help fund them and keep them in the mission field. So when God gave, you received, and when you give, Father Lee and his wife's name is I... Pum, that's right. I should know that. Uh, We'll receive. And then the last one I'm going to bring up this morning is Mike and Kim Miller. They're missionaries with Sam's, just like Anna Reed is, and I know you all have heard their names a hundred times. They are the family that leads the Hope of Jesus Christ- Children's Home in Honduras. They provide long term residential care for orphaned, abandoned, and vulnerable children who have no family members who are capable of caring for them. They're raised in a family style setting with loving Christian house mothers. Without the help of these, this important ministry these children would be living in a probably a government institution and if you complain about government institutions in the u.s you can only imagine what they're like in honduras an integral part of the hope of jesus ministry orphanage is their hope farm it's a 40 acre working farm that's was developed to financially support the ministry there they cultivate food for the children to eat and they grow coffee for resale. And we help support the children by purchasing the gourmet coffee. We give it away to newcomers when they come with their little coffee mug. Um, So how did Mike and Kim get on St. David's radar? Where did these people come from? Jose met, Father Jose met Mike and Kim on a plane, returning home from a conference that they'd all attended. And they talked about Mike and Kim's desire to to be in the mission field and to go to Honduras. And you've been to Honduras before you met them, haven't you? I think I was on that mission with you. So St. David's became a supporter of them way back then. And we've sent, I don't know, how many mission teams now to the Hope Farm? We've sent one, but I've been to Honduras at least three times. Okay. So we obviously have a commitment to these people and to the ministry that they're doing not only by selling their coffee, but by caring for them and sending people to be face-to-face with them. I actually trained that mission team that went. For some reason, I thought there'd been one that had gone before, but maybe it's just you'd been on a SOMA mission or something before. So God gave, you received, when you give Mike and Kim and all the children of the orphanage will receive. Peggy Powell, in her letter, the first of the month, made mention of a passage from the second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 8. Uh, the, that passage, when I was reading her letter, that passage reminded me of one of the most impactful giving stories that I know. And it ties into the letter that w- that you just would have received that was written by Avelio and Otmar Martinez that we just got this week when they talked about continuing to give to the church Even when times were tough and when writing that check might have seemed like a difficult thing to do, they chose to do it. They chose to make good on their promise to the Lord. So even to the Martinez family, it was a joy to give even when it was not easy to do so. So I want to share with you just a very short story from the annals of the missions agency, SOMA, Sharing of Ministries Abroad, an agency for which I've been honored to serve in over 25 short-term missions over the years, and uh, I spent 25 years on their board of directors, but I have finally retired from that. But, um, in the fall of 1989, a couple of years after I joined their board, the national directors of SOMA traveled to the province of West Africa For a meeting, the province of West Africa includes 10 dioceses in the countries of Ghana, Sierra Leone, Gambia, and Liberia. They attended the Provincial Synod, which is a bit like our diocesan convention, to talk about Soma's role in the Anglican Church worldwide. And it was there that their hearts were stretched to understand what a deeper meaning of sharing really is. One of the dioceses in the northern part of Ghana was suffering from extreme poverty. None of the priests had been paid in months and months and months. Yet at that synod, the priests and delegates delegates of that diocese voted to send 500 U.S. dollars, which is for them a huge sum of money, to the people of San Francisco for relief following the San Francisco earthquake earthquake that had occurred just weeks prior to that meeting. I'm going to read to you from that passage in 2 Corinthians, if I can see it. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches out of the most severe trial Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. The privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. In Tom and Lori Leaney's letter last, a week ago, they offered up a scripture which for me summarizes this whole of area of stewardship, of stewardship in the mission field. 2 Corinthians 9 says, Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves... Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. So God gave, you receive. When you give, others will receive. So much can happen in God's kingdom because you give. Thank you. Amen.